Here's the situation. I'm going to name some pairs or groups, and I'd like you, Rush, to tell me who'd do the best if they had to go it alone. Oh, great. Okay. I like this. Uh, I'm Rush Howell. I'm TJ Jagodowski. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And TJ, this week's theme is savings and alone. That is right. Uh, Alone, one word, Mm -hmm. A-L-O-N-E. And as always... I've brought some uh, situations for you. You've brought some situations for me. We haven't talked about them before. Nope. We don't know what they are. No we previous discussion. We may embarrass discussion. ourselves in trying to respond to them. More than likely. But uh, let's let's get going. All right, buddy. Okay, so savings and uh, a loan. Yes. Um, I have a question for you. I'll take it. Okay. So... Uh, Do you think it's a, would you say it's a situation even yeah, more so than a question? Uh, you know or? what I'm gonna I'm eventually gonna say that once okay. I pick which one to start with. <laughs> but uh, this okay, I have two in here, or maybe yeah, in here that feel more like questions and less like situations. I just slap that beginning on the front there for, yes. for the hell of it. Yeah, no, I do that too. We we know everyone gets that, but. Uh, Okay, TJ, here's the situation. Give me. You are visited by a kindly wizard lady mm. who says to you, Okay. Hey, savings is a term generally associated with, of course, money. Yep. You take some percentage of the money that you earn and you you tuck it away so that you're going to have something later. That's okay. the concept of savings. Now, this magical uh, wizard lady, uh, come, benevolent yep. uh, magical wizard lady, comes your way and says, look, I'm going to let you instead apply that concept of savings and allow you to save up to 15% of other things, other concepts that you can tuck away and then go back to in your 60s or 70s or 80s. Let me ask you this, Rush, and this may or may not come up, but um, just in in case, am I assuming... Um, let me just use an example like laughs. Let's say like I was going to save more laughs. Yes. It, does it assume for the sake of this situation that I only have a finite amount of whatever it is that you're going to ask me about that? Like uh, I'm, I'm only going to laugh so many times. And yeah. so I have to save them uh, or I could I just call a funny friend and get more laughs. The way that I'm thinking of this yep. is. Uh, you're doing whatever you're doing in, in your current life and you have uh, something that you get enough of now, okay. perhaps even a little bit of a surplus, Great. that you can't be guaranteed gotcha. Great. that you're going to have that same thing. Laughs is a, certainly a possibility. Okay. And what this, what this kindly wizard lady will do is guarantee you that uh, that you can have some, some of this back okay. uh, towards the end of your life. So an example that I thought of, uh, which you may or may not make your list. Because ultimately, my question for you is going to be name, you know, three to five things that would be at the top of your list that yep. you would you would want to uh, prioritize for her to give you the savings on. But one example for me might be um, athletic ability, right? Yep, I hear so you. even though I'm not a great athlete today in my in my early 40s, I can still get out there and play tennis and golf and whatever without pain. And I might say, you know, I want to take uh, 15% of the hours that I'm I'm playing healthy tennis right now, and uh, I I will unfortunately not get to play as much as I would like now, but I'm going to set some of that aside, which, yep. which I, there is a cost to it, right? Like if I'm going to play tennis 50 times this year, now I'm going to only play 43 right. times, and then seven times in, in my 70s, I'm going to feel the way I do today playing. That's okay. an example. Great. Um, so... Off the top of my head, free time. 
Okay. I have tons of free time right now. And maybe or maybe not. Maybe, you know, like usually people don't get their free time until they retire. I get this weird sense that I'm going to be busier as I get <laughs> as I get real okay. old. And I, I'm going to be looking for some free time. And I have uh, an abundance right now. Great. Great. So what she says is I can do that. Uh-huh. What's going to happen is you're just going to have these moments where you basically kind of go black for a little while now. <laughs> okay. And it's just going to be time that was free time, but it's about 15% of the time you're currently wasting. No, it's just dead time. It's, it's just, just what well, just... didn't happen anymore. <laughs> okay. And then she has a way where at the end of your life, it's just going to pop back in. And even though like it's not going to alter the space-time continuum, <laughs> you're going to get 15% more free time in your 70s. You, you know so what way I could, to go. Great choice. You know what I could do to basically do the same function as this as this yeah. uh, wizard is just get a part-time job. <laughs> you know, like I have a little less free time now, but I'll, throw, I'll put a couple extra bucks in the bank and probably have more free time later i guess yeah. i guess i could do that that's right we're kind of all doing right that's the the concept of retirement right um i don't know if i can do this uh but health i mean I reasonably bet you can. I good bet health you can. she's very benevolent can i have some good health like extra bonus good health when i get older yes so she says the way that's going to work is uh for, for this year you have the flu for you're, 50 yeah months. you're gonna oh. have uh so what 36 plus 18 you're gonna have 50 54 days of Woo. uh less good health than you would normally otherwise have. You're going to have to suffer through a little bit. Maybe you get the flu. It's not going to be like you're not going to catch that Chinese virus Mm. that uh, that has just started to go around. But you're going to you're going to be under the weather for about 54 days. And in return, you're guaranteed uh, 50 days of better health than you otherwise would have come your 70s. Once once we once we actually quantify this one that sounds like a lot of sick days i might t- i'm gonna take it down in like half give okay. me like seven and a half yeah percent. she'll give you up to 15 okay so that's all good so yeah. you're gonna take tw- you're gonna take about a month of tougher days uh in 2020 yeah. in exchange for a sprinkling of those and then you can use them whenever you want yeah 60 70 and you know if i feel like hey i could have been sick a lot more this year maybe i'll hit her back next year and see if i can up my up my there you my go rate. yeah um uh, walking. I'm very worried when I get older because I love, I r- really, really enjoy walking for a multitude of reasons that I'm worried about kind of like losing my legs or, you know, or my ability to, to walk. So um, how would I give up walking now? She says, I tell you what, I'm going to let you, <laughs> you, you got 15% of your current walking is going to have to go to a treadmill where it's okay. less interesting. Okay. You're inside. You're I not really it. getting that. And then the return of it is, uh, even if you're infirm in your 70s, you're going to have like miraculous ability to walk for uh, 15, that, that same amount of time. Okay. All right. And the last one on my list is, right now, I think I just have a, an, an abundance of kick-ass footwear. Okay. I, I'm going to give up 10% of my kick-ass footwear now to have some kick-ass, as an old man, to have some kick-ass footwear. To then. guarantee okay. that you yeah. have uh, <laughs> the means and ability to track down uh, some some hot kicks yeah. in your uh, retirement days. Okay. So and you, me, I'm not a sneaker guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not out there getting sneakers. I'm like a Chelsea boot, a half boot kind of uh-huh. guy. Uh, Sambas. I, the only sneakers I've worn for the last maybe 25 years are Sambas. I don't actually don't like sneakers, so yeah. these are the only ones I like. I got some Skechers slip ons that I that I that I wear all the time. But if I can get a nice Chelsea a or a half boot slip on to me, do I have mine? No, I have my Sambas on now. Um. How would I mean, like they're almost like they, they're kind of the the fit of a sneaker, but yeah. there's no holes. You yeah. know, it's just a solid, basically a solid. Mine are blue and kind of meshy. Yes. Um, and I think Kunkel usually wears something like okay. um. Well, we can um, take this up okay. offline, but uh, I, I, I do need uh, a pair because I'm always looking for 
a a pair of, of shoes that I do not have to lace up. I I oh. unlike you. I like sneakers, but I I occasionally like I got to go downstairs mm-hmm. to do a quick thing, yep. and I want a shoe I can slip on. I have recently. You started using these ADP, I think Advanced Dynamic Propulsion or some silly name, uh, running shoes that don't have laces and you just slide them on. Okay. And those are great, but, um, you know, if it's snowy or icy outside, I don't yeah. like to go mess them up much. So I'd love a pair. They're just great. That. Anyway. They're great. And they're good for flying if you can fly for leisure. In fact, I think they're the ones... Howie Long might do the commercials for him, and it might be specifically oh. because, like, hey, when I fly, I just slip on my Skechers or whatever, and then yeah. I'm, I'm off and running. Well, you just get the TSA pre, and you okay. don't have to worry about that. <laughs> All right, buddy. Here's one for you. And um, and I hesitate to say it, but I think I don't think this is necessarily an original situation. It might be, but I have this weird tinge that I might have heard this type of question asked or something like this, yeah. but well, it, you know, they say, there's only be, seven situations. That's right. That's right. So Boy meets all, girl. Yeah. Well, eBay <laughs> man <wizard>. versus nature. <laughs> all right. eBay wizard. Such a billionaire. Robot companion. Drafts. <laughs> yeah. Those are the only seven. Boy meets girl. Robot companion. Uh, all right, Rush. I, I tend when I do eat to save my best bite of food until last. Okay. Okay. So here's the situation. When you do eat, um, when do you eat your best bite? And uh, do you tend to start middle or end with your best thing in other areas of your of your life? So just in case people don't know what I'm talking about, if there's a slice of pizza and my favorite thing is mushroom and there's like one perfect great mushroom somewhere on that pizza, I'm going to eat all the way around everything else until I get to that because I think that's going to be my closer. I always set up a closer uh, when when I eat. So um, when you see something and there's clearly a best bite to be had, when do you have it and do you operate that way in other aspects of your life? Yeah. So with food, I'm all over the place. Okay. I don't. I don't have a. I, I certainly don't do what you do, although I occasionally do. Right, like I, I can remember because you said pizza, it just made a visual in my head where at Pequod's, which I don't like mm-hmm. the deep dish pizza. Like that's the that's one of the biggest like misconceptions about Chicago. Right, yeah. is that we're like running around getting deep dish pizza. Everybody, all the time. All and then the we time. like, and then we can't. We just love it. Like, I only get deep dish pizza when people are in town. Right. And they want it. It's and, like a cheesecake. And we usually fight a little while. Yeah. Because I'll be like, well, I really don't <laughs> think we want it. And they're like, well, but I got to have it. Mm-hmm. And so then I, but, but then if I have to have one, Pequod's has a great deep dish pizza. Uh, and they have. We're plugging. We're plugging today yeah, we more, really than, we, are. We, we're, more yeah, than we're used we're, to. We're as long as we're at it, I think Art of Pizza might be the best okay. pizza place in town. Good. And that's, well, and that's, <laughs> that's much closer to the type of pizza that I like. And it's like we're gonna talk about pizza, Chilina, <laughs> and uh, out in like uh, L.A., whatever, out by Venice Beach. That's the best pizza in the country, I think. And as but- always, we're sponsored by Polar Seltzer, <laughs> Polar Polar Seltzer Water, right out of Worcester, Mass, the, yeah. for the finest in club soda and flavored seltzer. I, I do have. There, we could do a whole show just it's just talking about how much we love Polar. <laughs> any in any case, uh, at Pequod's, if what makes their pizza really good, I think, is their pepperoni is just outstanding. Okay. And so I try to make sure that I have one of those pepperonis kind of on every bite. Yep. Uh, okay. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, I would be very upset with myself if I'd stripped, you know, how often like you'll eat half the pizza by accident on that uh-huh. one. Like yep. it gets dragged on the one bite. <laughs> so if I did that, I'd be very upset with myself. But, with, so with that said, if I may delve into that, let's say you could have 
tiny little pepperonis, like the size of Smarties, and yeah. guarantee that there was a Smartie-sized pepperoni in every bite you had, would you prefer that every bite had like sort of even satisfaction? Yeah. Okay. You know, I think I would because uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it's Chili's. And I think at Chili's, they did this thing, which, you know, is probably stupid and has never caught on, but where their nachos, they pre-make them in, in the back in the sense of they 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 put exactly the same toppings on each nacho. Okay. Gotcha. And I do prefer that because you don't have that middle of the TP, yeah, nothing, nothing that. on you know, it. Cause and... <laughs> like, like we've talked about before, I, maybe I'm too lazy to properly sear right. up the pancakes in your uh-huh. view. In my view, like if, if it needs to be properly served with like a five minute effort, uh-huh. then the, that's the food's problem, not my <laughs> fault. But I, it, yeah, for example, so like if I was to eat nachos, if it was just me and not sharing yeah. for the table, I would take the top off the cheese comforter. Yes. That is, I would take that entire layer off, set it to the side, then eat all the untouched middle of the TP nachos in there that are just you have plain. That terrible, basic, dry, yeah. not even as good as a bag of Tostitos. Maybe just like wet, like jalapeno juice drip yeah. down in there yeah. and, and eat all of those and then go back to the top and then yeah. reprioritize, which is the one on top that I like the most. I think I'm, I'm mostly, honestly, with food, I'm mostly just convenience. Okay. Right? I'm going to get in there. Uh, and, and also like a lot of times I really want the thing by the time I get it. Yep. So if it's like this burger and I just, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to get right into it yep. usually, but sometimes I save it. I'm, I'm all over the place. Like I said, I think in the rest of my life, I am, I am much more into, uh, what, how you are with food with, okay. with a lot of aspects of my life. What I call it is like suspense style. Yep. Like if you, if you want me to, to rank 10 things and we have a little bit of time, I almost always would rather start with 10, uh-huh. and then we oh, go yeah. up to one. Yep. Uh, I just bought, speaking of polar seltzer, I just got a uh, uh, like a 12-pack of, of a variety pack, and uh, all the flavors are good, but some of them uh-huh. are great. Yep. And I have I am judiciously holding yep. off on the great ones, yep. such that there will eventually come a time where I'm like, I basically only have the great ones. If yep. you give me a pack of Starburst, and I have those, the atrocity that is a lemon starburst, yep. the mediocrity that is an orange starburst, <laughs> the uh, brilliance that is a, a strawberry starburst, and the transcendence that is a cherry starburst. I will finish those yellows yep. and oranges. Uh, you know, so for candy, that's a little different than like for entree type and, food. And just thinking about like your, let's say your list, your ten list. Let's say yeah. it's your ten favorite movies, but um, like. Where where you were saying that you will try and build suspense, I think that's it's also I think you'll try and build interest too. Because if 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 you and I are alike on this, then let's say your first your top movie is like Godfather, yeah, and but your tenth movie is Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. Then w- I think we'd likely go one to ten because the ten is where the like the the boom that's is, fair. you know, like. But I think I I think in that same way we're still trying to build up to the yeah. most interesting, most like satisfying aspect yeah. of the of the it's it's almost all like a show running order in my head of like eh, you know I'll open with something to get them interested right. but then it builds and builds and builds to like the fireworks finale that yeah. that the last thing's got to be very satisfying and whole yeah. and boom 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 I, the biggest I, explosion i totally agree i i used to um there, there was a while in my like late twenties, early thirties where, uh, and I don't have it since, but th- there was a time where travel, I love to travel, but it would depress me a bit at the end. Yep. I and I would, you. I would get like, you know, sad. Yep. A- and, um, uh, and so what I did for a little while to combat that, but then I've continued to do, even though I, uh, for whatever reason, I don't have that happen anymore. Um, but 
but uh, I used to line up things to guarantee that there was something. And often uh-huh. the thing I would be most looking forward to, I would cap at the end of a travel thing. Yep. So it'd be like, oh, I really wanted to go to this restaurant. I'm going to actually do that the day I land back in Chicago after I had this really yep. fun weekend I hear you. out and so I forth. I hear you. In ways, in ways, it's uh, you know people get blues around the holidays. It's yes. it's almost if you do like New Year's Eve at all, it's almost like the defense against the Christmas blues, right, or whatever you know, like. Right. And I think, and I don't know what it is psychologically. It's probably something not too great, but I almost need something to look forward to, yes. and so I will put something a month ahead or 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 what have you, so that I have something to yes. look forward to and as soon as that thing as soon as that slalom gates passed i try and set up another thing right to look for to look forward to um, I, i'm with you there yeah. and i would say i i'm interested in this tangent so i'm just going to keep going but the, the many of the happiest moments in my life are when i'm doing something that i know is going to be fun but i'm only about 25 percent of the way yep. in I remember you that is that, just yeah. a great time for me i know i've talked about that on this podcast but another thing that is is kind of, I, I guess, similar to that, is that many of my happiest moments in life were when I was leaving something and I realized that there was a close race between my um, the fact that I would be sad to leave the thing, mm-hmm. but I would be happy for the next thing. Yep. If those two things were close to equilibrium, yep. those <clears throat> I, I was always somewhat self-aware that 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 meant that my life was in a good spot. Let me give you a, a simple example. Um, when I was a freshman in college, obviously it's like interesting and difficult to acclimate for a few days or weeks or months, and some people it just never goes smoothly. But I was I was having to go home, um, which meant you know no more homework, no more studying. You know I was mm-hmm. going home for a break, and I was like I'm sad because I love my friends and I love this college experience. But then I'm also very happy because I yep. get like no more studying and right. I get to see my friends from home <laughs> and I get to see my family. And those moments, you know, they're they're they don't come about that often, but uh, they kind of fit in that same kind of concept of I, I want to leave something out there for myself. Absolutely. So and one other thing, TJ, I'll say, because there are probably some people that listen that like board games almost as much as I do. So I will say maybe in, in, right. Maybe. But in the vein of this. <laughs> Question. There's a thing I do that I I view myself as having invented, but of course it's nothing special at all. But I I will recommend it to people, which is when you have a score at the end of a a board game. So let's take Monopoly, which is a garbage board game. (laughs) But uh, at at the end, you let's say you for whatever reason you have to quit a game of Monopoly, and you're going to decide it by how much money everybody has. Okay. Uh, Most good games. You don't have player elimination, uh huh. Right? right, so you don't right. have people that just Some come, come and have and, to go sit yeah. over somewhere else. And and most good games, uh, you don't know for sure if you're winning or losing throughout the game. Otherwise, it takes away a lot of the you know uh, best feelings that you get. So board game designers work pretty hard to do that to obfuscate a little bit the possibility that somebody's running away with it, even if they might be. And so at the end of a game where you have to say like where it comes down to how many victory points or how much money you have at the end. I hate it when people are like, I got 31 and somebody's like 36, you know, and it's just, you just find out very quickly. (laughs) So what I do is I say, everyone count your score and then you have to go around in a circle and you, and 
me or someone else will start with a, a number starting with a low one. So let's say oh, like who's over and you say like, gotcha. so let's say like a, a winning total in some game is 45 points. Right. Usually I'll say, uh, 30 points. And yep. then everyone has to say covered or not covered. <laughs> and it goes around. And once you say not covered, you've dropped and then you raise it and raise it and raise it. So you get to this tension where you don't know. Right. Know, and obviously if you know somebody ran away with it, I might not do the cover. Here, here's the garbage version in both like pub trivia and game show where they like, keep people involved even when it's clear that they're like one team is better than the other right. where like the last question of the last round is worth what like the total that you could get <laughs> yeah. from the last two rounds was of right. like every every point value is 50 yeah. the last question's 1500 right. so anybody could win that that's the worst version yeah. of so that, keeping that, that's you that's obviously not good game design but that is that is scrambling to recognize that that's an important part of game design mm-hmm. but they've not done a good job of 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 creating it but but again like not every game like jeopardy uh bar trivia or whatever like it, it's it's not critical that all teams be in the running in all sorts of types yeah. of games but when you're playing a four player board game yeah if one person is clearly going to win 30 yeah. minutes into a 2 hour game <laughs> why are you playing the right. rest of it it's no fun yeah and if, yeah and like you said if someone's got to sit there for an hour and a half and twiddle their thumbs and be quiet cuz you're playing with <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, well, I enjoyed that one. So, uh, TJ, here's the situation. All right, buddy. You're back on another one of these ESPN panels. Okay. That just are asking a bunch of interesting sports questions. And and what made me think of this from savings and alone is the hockey save. Okay. I just started thinking about hockey saves. And so, in this one, it's a round table. And and they are going to ask you, in what sport or which sport... Do you most prefer watching the defense mm-hmm. versus watching the offense? And in what sport do you have the opposite, where you most prefer watching the offense versus watching the defense? Okay. I would say my favorite, my, okay, yeah, my favorite sport to watch defense in is baseball. Okay. I thought you would might say that. Yeah. A great catch. A great catch. In, in a lot of sports, actually, like, and I'll go back into this list, I don't get revved up about a home run, really. You know, if, if it if it affects the score in favor of the Red Sox, yes, I'm all. But just like there's a blast, there's a blast, there's a blast. There's something. There's a shot that went 375 and left the yard. Doesn't do much for me. A great grab, a great play at shortstop, third base guy. You know, goes to his goes to his his right out of out of you know across the foul line and makes that throw right. all the way across. I love stuff like that. Even a dude getting gunned by a great throw from a catcher on a steal or whatever is is way more exhilarating to Got me it. than than a home run or whatever. So if what you're watching you. Diamondbacks Padres for some yep. reason, you're more focused on the fielding team. You'd be you'd you'd be more interested to see them make a good play than to see like as a singular play, yeah. And right. and even in basketball, like a dunk, unless it's spectacular, I'm like I don't really care. A great block, yeah, I think it is is awesome. Right. Awesome. That gets me more more excited. It and, is and especially in basketball, I was a bad basketball player, okay. so I basically just had to work real hard on defense. So someone who can shut somebody down, or you know, a, a stole, a steal, a great steal, um, a block, something like that, gets me more excited. Maybe because it was more tangible yeah. for me. Now I think I prefer offense to defense in basketball. I'm with you on baseball, but you saying that does does make me think about the block is really interesting, and it it demonstrates that you're probably right on this point because. If you were to chart the value of all the plays in a basketball game, mm-hmm. like a dunk is clearly like 
a, a team averages, let's say, 1.1 point per possession, and a dunk guarantees them two, so you've added 0.9 points of value yep. to your team, right? If, if alternatively, of course, your your opponent averages 1.1 point per possession and you block the ball, more you know, a lot of the time they're going to get the ball back. You, you block it out of bounds, or you block it to one of them. So I doubt it. I doubt it creates 0.9 points of value like a dunk uh-huh. does. So it's less important, and yet it's like more kind of thrilling. Like people lose their minds when someone swats a block out of yeah. out, out into the stands, which is you know also probably not the smartest, not play. the greatest. You yeah, tip it yeah. to somebody else. Yeah. But people block for love control. It. Right? They love it. They love it like they love a dunk. So I do think. In, in, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you not off. Not at all. That was interesting. So I think in order of the four majors where I like to watch defense, baseball, uh, then football, a, a swarming defense in football is just yeah. a blast to watch. A quarterback who's running for his life every play is just great. Or, you know, super run stoppers, you know, yeah. linebacking core can really block block up the run. Um, and then, then I think I would say hockey, but with this caveat. I don't know enough about hockey to appreciate gr- uh, great defensive play from a, from a defense from the defenseman. Yeah, but a a great hockey save like a glove side, you know, clutched out of midair, snap, you know, snap, snap, grab. Um, I think is is awesome to watch. Or he's on his back, flips his flips his legs over and pads it out. You know, like right. Um, and then I think basketball is probably my probably my least favorite defensive even though as a singular experience i love i love a a great block as a as a totality it might be my my least might be my least favorite of of the four of the four majors. i I think so because you're just watching people and basketball more and more is designed for the defense not to be that effect it makes the game uglier i think um if there was any defense in any of the track and field sports i think i would love that uh, a hurdle goalie, yeah, someone, someone. You know, if you can catch the shot put, it doesn't, it doesn't count for your, for your, for your opponent's throw. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> if you shoot a javelin out of midair, doesn't throw doesn't count. That'd like, be great. Yeah, so you've got your like, you've got your rifle shooting team. Right? They brought in I, that would be fun. Like Olympic events where you combine them would be pretty fun. I, I will. So my favorite sport, I, I didn't limit myself to the four major. My favorite for defense is ping pong. Like, oh sure, okay. It is awesome to watch <laughs> someone playing great defense in ping pong. Offense is really not that interesting because it's like it's although you you need in all these sports you need a good offense to really right. make a de- good defense <laughs> impressive. But watching those guys like eighteen feet behind the table, like somehow getting it back and just lobbying, volleying and running it. around and saving it while the other guys just smashing it again and again, that's as good as it gets for me on on the defensive side. Here's here's one for you on saves, Rush. Okay. Um, here's the situation: the boat is sinking. Oh, it's no. sinking slowly, but it is definitely sinking. Uh, the lifeboats only hold about a quarter of the ship's capacity. Okay. And you are put in charge of filling the lifeboats. All right. All am right. I, am I the captain of this ship? Kinda, but you're you're sort of the ombudsman to whether someone gets on a gets Got on it. a lifeboat or not. Okay. Um, and so <laughs> I'm just laughing because I have a way lower stakes version of this coming <laughs> okay. coming in an episode we're going to record uh, in a couple hours. Okay, great. <laughs> Well, maybe I maybe I'll have a chance to go to school here on your yeah. answers. So, I'd like your thoughts on prioritizing these these passengers by some specific criteria. Good. I'll give you the criteria and you tell me if it would factor at all into your decision as to who gets on a lifeboat or not. Yeah. Cool. Gender. Uh no. 
I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to be even on that. I know that of course it's women and children first mm-hmm. is the classic, but I think uh, I don't. I'm gonna say that I don't understand why that would be the case, and I would try to do fifty fifty. Okay. Um, how about age then? Women and children would age factor. Yeah, it would. It would. I'm gonna to want to put the children on first. Okay. Um, and all the, the children up to a certain age are getting on their automatic or it's not, well, uh, I would try to, uh, it would depend. I, I would need to know the demographics a little bit, right? If it's, if that's going to take, if, if there's 26% of the boat are uh-huh. children, yep. then I'm not going to put 25% of children in boats with no adults and just say, that's how it works. Like, but for the most part, I do think I'm going to prioritize the children, uh, you know, sorry, sorry to the elderly yep. and everybody else, but that's what I'm going to do. Um, and so that leads into this. Would um, fitness, uh, regardless of age, would fitness or least fit um, factor factor into any decisions? Ooh, I, well, I mean, this is, this is going to be mean, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say, look, I mean, if you're like a huge person and I can fit three, I can save three souls or one soul, which mm-hmm. is part of why children, you know, make sense. And, and I maybe you like pack those children in, you yeah, know, they're so <laughs> tiny. Um, you can put kids inside of other kids. But if even, you're yeah. like, you know, if you're 200 plus, you're going to have a tough time getting me to, you know, if you would, if, if you'd be a problem for the middle seat on an airplane, like you're not going to get on my rescue boat, um, on my lifeboat. And assuming you had time, would uh, any sort of skills or skill sets factor into your into your decision well for sure i need at least like two people per boat that that are kind of generally trained to be able to figure out how to help navigate and mass you know maximize the chances that that lifeboat i'm assuming this is a spot where we're not we we don't know the future i'm assuming this is like the titanic we've got distress calls out we assume that eventually our lifeboats will be picked up but yeah but it's not like uh, it's not a guarantee that will happen. If it's a guarantee right. that will happen, that would change my view. But if if not, then I'm going to... You're gonna, just sending people off into the ocean at this point. Yeah, I think right? I need a, f- a few people per boat that are, uh, you know, what's seaworthy, basically, right. humans. What if you knew someone was a doctor or or something, you know, something like that that might also be, be yeah. useful or... If you were a doctor or like if you really had like good stock broking tips, you know, uh, <laughs> I didn't tell him I'm a doctor of philosophy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, but doctor, there'd probably be a few other professions that I'm not, uh, you know, thinking of right now. Um, if there were, were a lot of children, you know, I might want um, if somebody's a teacher, yep. uh, they might be better able to to handle those. But, you know, you know, you, you don't want to obviously separate the children from their mothers or fathers, right. but that's rough if again you're making it very hard on me if it's like a cruise where it's like 20% children right. you know because <laughs> obviously i'm going to i i i'm going to choose to save more children's lives and separate more from their parents than than just do like trios of parents with with children right um lastly um are there any other criteria that i would have missed or any other kind of criteria that you would find sensical or fair in this in this situation well i'm getting on a boat right so (laughs) are you me are you not me how good of friends with you are i'm definitely going to be like uh you you know um the the stereotype of like the worst communist party official right where (laughs) 
Uh, it's like, hey, all random and each according <laughs> to their needs, except if you know me pretty well. I'm sorry, but it, like, if I, you're good friends with me, I get on both. <laughs> yeah, I, you're. I, but I'm putting like, look, you, you know, uh, again, I think you and I maybe have a different philosophy on this. I'm not sure, but if it's like if i know 25 percent of the people on there like those people i'm I'm gonna go ahead and yeah, save you know. over the strangers <laughs> and i'm sorry you know but that's hey, that's how it's gonna work in case we see each other again on land man uh you know i want you to know i did you a solid you know oh my god yeah think about it if you you leave him out there and then like he gets he, he somehow gets rescued and then comes nice back. to see you again yeah asswipe. how you doing yeah <laughs> I, I stood up at your wedding, and you said, I have to be random, and you weigh 210 pounds. I'm sorry, you're out. No. No, my, my friends are getting on the boat. Well, I'll, I'll, then then I will sail with you, my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're safe. You're safe with me. Although, sorry that the ship went down. It's probably my fault along the way. Okay, uh, TJ, I want to uh, focus on uh, a loan. We've talked to some about okay. savings and some about a loan. Let's but do it. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, here's the situation. You have to spend the weekend at an abandoned old mansion. Ooh, do I get a million bucks Is it if I last the night with uh, monsters in it? You are entirely on your own. Okay. There are rumors that it is haunted. <laughs> okay. You can bring only two items with you besides your uh, clothing that okay. you're going to have. If you make it for two nights you got to spend you're going to go there friday afternoon you got to get picked up sunday at noon okay and if you make it hey just out of curiosity is there an eccentric billionaire behind nope. this okay thank god no nope. okay thank you this is an eccentric <laughs> thousandaire ser- serious millionaire probably worth about 750 million it does not have a billion it's that guy's it's that guy's black sheep brother yeah just couldn't cut it in the big yeah yeah Got the got got one quarter of the family business, but uh, lost some money and only has seven hundred fifty million. So you got to make it Friday and Saturday night. If okay. you if you make it through, five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, okay. Uh, you, it's up to you whether. I mean, it's not like you. It's not like this is a known to be true paranormal. It's not like oh, suddenly ghosts are unequivocally real and that's going on at this house. But it is in a rough location okay it is as scary a place as you can kind of draw up right it's rickety it's breaking down it's up on a hill there's cold wind whipping Mm. around there's like wolf howls out in the distance you know uh whatever whatever kind of doesn't float your boat assume that that goes to this is it just beautiful and quaint during the daytime though once the sun is out and during uh... the day it has like a a, (laughs) an eerie calm (laughs) That almost makes it worse because <laughs> you you just feel you feel the trouble is coming. Cable? No, God, no. Oh, yeah. God. there are no comforts. Okay, you know, um, there are like there are beds and and you know, uh, furniture, but all of it just feels like Victorian and and uh, uh, just entirely made of spider eggs. It yeah, I mean, it just you you feel as soon as you get in there, you can just hear okay. the like cello. <laughs> the cello screech and the uh and the and the little pitter patter of uh feet. So uh I assume you're willing to go. Oh sure, let's okay. try. So you go and you sleep Friday night. Okay. No no you know, it's not you don't enjoy it, but first I want to know, you have no idea what may occur. What are the two items that you're gonna bring with you 
uh, in addition to you're allowed to bring kind of whatever amount of clothes you want to deal with the heat or cold or you know whatever i'm i'm sure i'm missing something something quite obvious but the two things that came into my head first uh first and foremost were a uh a pretty heavy duty flashlight okay uh maybe a mag light because like something that could bash bash a, a bat or a rat as well okay and the second thing i thought of was like a real heavy duty um sleeping bag Okay. I, w- I wasn't going to figure I was just going to sleep on the floor. I think that like flashlight's that. a great idea because, you know, a lot of it's going to be the darkness is is what's scary. And I can't sleep with, I, 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 unless maybe I just decide I, I wasn't going to sleep and stay awake. I can't really sleep without like um, a blanket or something over me. And I don't trust this place to have something like that right. that isn't made out of There's really old lady hair. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing comfortable there. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to give you a series of things mm-hmm. that are there in the haunted house, presumably haunted house, when okay. you wake up on Saturday morning. Okay. And I want to know, go or or stay. Okay. When All you right. see these things. Okay. I'm halfway home. I'm halfway to a yeah. half a mil. All you got to do is stay yep. one more night okay. at this point. Um, the first one is a, a deer's carcass. Yep. With a... A butcher's cleaver right in the middle of it where where it's been brought to its end and tied around the edge of the butcher cleaver is a little note that just says, get out. I'm gone. You're done. Gone. You're not going to do that. All you had to say was that, that there was a butcher's cleaver there that wasn't there the night before. Yep. That's that's about it. Okay, so scary Sans enough. deer and note, just a butcher's cleaver stuck in the wood that wasn't there the, the night before. I'm, I'm outie. Okay. Uh, I, I think that's reasonable. I mean, <laughs> there's a good chance that there's someone who's going to commit violence on you. Uh, okay, so now scratch. We're not. These aren't going to be cumulative. Okay, great. Each one is just its own thing. I'm back. All right, you're back. You wake up Saturday. Friday wasn't that bad. You okay. wake up Saturday. You look down, and in a circle around you are a bunch of black and white photographs that are candid photos from many moments throughout your life. From the time you were a child until you are today, none of which you have seen before or knew that you were being photographed at the time. It's not an automatic leave. Okay. So you're willing to stick around there. It's not an automatic leave. I I guess my, my, the only thought I would have to have, and, and, and the only reason I'm saying it's not an automatic leave is that this person has clearly observed me, or I'm assuming they've observed me before. And not done me any harm. So I'd have to quickly ascertain if this feels like the culmination of the whole thing. You know, right. that it was a build up to this moment. Um, I think I would decide that indeed it is. And I would leave. Okay. But it's not, it wasn't as clean as, oh, there's the butcher cleaver. I'm out. Yeah. Because that one seems like murder is afoot. This one is like, hey, I've been watching you forever. M- maybe, you know, like maybe if I got the sense like hey, now I just want to meet you and I'm, this is the reveal of that. But yeah. if it felt like, no, this is the lead to like, I've been obsessed, I've been obsessed and now I need to culminate that obsession with murder. It, it probably sniffs enough of that that I would be like, I'm out of here. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Is and it? I would take the photographs. With and and I kind of make the joke because you asked about the billionaire and I, mm-hmm. I joke, but, but it, it I should have said, because it is important in the situation. That all of this is done like via a letter. Oh yeah, right. You yeah. get and I, you got that. Yeah. But but I joked earlier. But that's how it that's how it occurred, right? Yeah. So if you it don't had been know done who's via running. Steve all Harvey coming by my house, right. I'd probably stick around. Right. Know? But the but the five hundred grand is like 
for whatever reason, just in this situation, you know you're going to get it. Yeah. Right. If you make it through. Oh yeah. I'm sure the words were wired to an account. Yeah. Ex- you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And oh yeah. However, we we don't have to <laughs> explain how it works, but it did. Okay. Here's another one. Um. You wake up uh. on Saturday morning and there is a manuscript next to you that wasn't there when you went to sleep. Okay. Uh, you start reading it. Mm-hmm. And you quickly realize, although it certainly takes you a, f- a few moments because it's such an odd thing that it en- ends up being, but you realize it is a perfect account of your dreams from the night before. Wow. That you had and that's just sitting there in book form. Uh, do you stay or do you go? Stay. Why? Um, it doesn't, that doesn't feel to me like I'm going to die. That, that feels to me like either someone can read my mind um, or that they were somehow able to put enough things like around the house or whatever that they knew would, as little sense as this sounds, uh, like directly affect my dream that evening, right. kind of piece it together so that I would experience that directly. But it doesn't, I'm not getting the sense, at least sitting here in the safety of my own home, that this means that this comes to mean I'm, I die here, which is really my only concern. Yeah. You know, if, like, if on the last page it's, it had scrawled, get out, uh, do, you, do you leave or does yeah, that? Yeah, probably at that point I do. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if the if the last page is like, and an arrow went through his eye or, you know, like that. The, the then... next night he was he died. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Then, I, then I do leave. It says choose your own adventure, <laughs> like leave or die. Yeah. Yeah. I do the think... last choice is stay and get $500,000 or, you know, stay and die. I'm choosing right. the other one. I do think you might be able to trick someone into thinking that you wrote their dreams the night before because it's probably too hard to remember exactly what your dreams mm-hmm. were. But in any case, um, okay. And These so, are great, by the way, dude. These so, are chilling. Uh, next one. Yeah. Next to last. Just two more of these. Okay. Um, there is a like river, but not it, not, not, a, not a ton, but it's a, a steady flow of, of what appears to be blood oh, coming from the top floor down to the bottom but as you go up and look around there's no it's not connected to any carcass any creature anything like it's that got no it source kind of or... yeah you can't tell just seems to be kind of seeping out of a couple of the walls and then forming like this little river that just runs uh down the top floor and down the stairs and my and out the door. smelling it touching it nothing would lead me to think that it was anything other than blood Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. To your yeah. to your best abil- of your ability, you think it's blood. I think I got a skedaddle. Okay, that feels almost supernatural at that point. Okay, that, that or the means to get that much blood. Even like I don't want to tangle with that. I think I'm hitting the road. Okay. Um, last one. Yeah. You wake up the next morning. Everything has felt pretty good so far, and now seated in a chair. Across from you, Joe Rogan, is you. Ah, no. Looking exactly as confused as you are right now, just mirroring you. Um, I start. I start to leave and see what I do. See what. See what mirror me does. Okay. Um, if mirror me seems to do nothing other than what I do, I might stay. Okay, because you said you might stay, I will tell you what happens when you start. 
because uh, if you'd run away immediately, then I was going to stop there. But once you start to interact with mirror you, it is not simply mirroring your actions. Instead, it is clear that this mirror you believes himself to have arrived the night before and believes mm-hmm. he, that he's there for, uh, if he can stay for two nights, he will be paid $500,000 and otherwise seems to have all of your experiences and thoughts and everything as of the time that you came to this haunted house. I think I stay. I think I'm fascinated by this. By your clone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we talk about our childhood and see how exactly how exactly it lines up. I think I stick around. And I might actually be happy for the company now. <laughs> Are you hoping there's another clone the next morning when you wake up or two more clones? No. No. Okay. Are you worried? I want to know Are where this guy wor- says he lives. <laughs> I mean, th- he says he lives at, at your address. Oh, fudge. Well, I'm not going to hurt him. So, like, yeah, we just stay. Okay. We just stay. All right. And you're, uh, not, you're yeah. not worried that the, the next day you're going to wake up with, there's going to be four TJs. I, I, you know, so be it. Then four, <laughs> then there's two million. This guy's got to lay out two mil. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right, my man. Uh, I got one more for you before we go to the top. Great. Do you have one more? Uh, sure. Okay. So here's the situation, Rush. I think you have talked a little bit about uh, something like this before with all the travel that you do for work and, and such. So here's the situation. Um, and this is this is much more of a question than a situation. Okay. But um, here is the situation. I'd like your personal feelings on being alone in three types of places that many people don't like to be alone. Oh, great. Cool. Um, the places are restaurants, bars, and movies. That's That's so funny. So one of mine that I had was... I was going to ask you how acceptable it is to be alone, and, and the four examples I chose were restaurants, uh-huh. uh huh, movie theaters, yep. amusement parks, ah, and uh, 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 bars. Oh, great! So I had three, well, three of your four and added amusement. We parks. can throw amusement parks in here if you like, uh, and maybe we no, can no. But we can both go over it if you want. And so, is your your general comfort level in each of those? And if you employ any tools or tricks to feel or look less alone when you're in any of those places? Yeah. So, I, look, I, I spend a fair amount of my life alone and have for many years, and I don't. Uh, so it's for me. All three of those things, uh, well, two two of those three things are not a problem at all. So I go, I would say, I, I now live near a movie theater, mm-hmm. which I like. I know you, you, you don't go to as many movies as I do, but I really enjoy the movie theater. And I would say over 50% of the movies that I see, I see alone. Yep. And mm-hmm. I will also, I will make a controversial statement, which is I'm not sure that you get really much value at all by going to the movies with someone. I absolutely It's agree. a good like date move. Yep. But like if, if you were like, Hey, let's, um, what do you want to do this weekend? You know, I got like, I got three hours free. Should we hang out? I'd be like, sure. But I would never suggest a movie. Yep. Cause then we just don't talk to each other and we both, you know, watch the movie. I had some uh, b- basically beginning friends last year. Be like, Hey, let's all, Let's let's all do something. I was like, okay, cool. And like, let's go to a movie. And I went. And it was the it was an not an awful time. Pointless. Yeah, I mean, you got to have something on the front or back end, or else yeah. you've just wasted uh, you've wasted an, a friend outing. Yeah, and I have zero 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 less than zero problem going to see a movie by myself. Yeah. Oh, uh, I prefer enjoying it. it. Yeah, I would say I prefer it. I hear you. Now, the small, like my well, this is important. It, one of the reasons I go to the movie theater, and I just had this discussion with my friend 
Jim Dunlap, because I, I was like, Knives Out, I really enjoyed that movie. I don't want to mm-hmm. say anything about it, because, you know, I think it's better, if you haven't seen it, just, you, you'll, it's better not to know anything, but, um, and I said, I really think you should go in the theater if you can, and then, like, a, a couple weeks later, somebody was said, um, hey, 1917, mm. if you're going to see mm-hmm. that, you should see it in the theater, and my friend Jim said, well, that makes sense, but that other one of Knives Out doesn't make any sense. Because that's like a murder mystery, whereas 1917 is, you know, you get it on the big screen, Planes it's this war movie. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but there's two benefits to going to a movie theater. One is the big screen and the surround sound and yeah. all that. But the second one is the shared experience for like a comedy or a whodunit in yep. this case, or like a horror movie where you want to feel yeah, that you're part of that crowd. Yeah. You know, and so me me bringing you to the movie theater doesn't achieve that, right? I right. need to have. I mean, I'd rather see a movie with you than just totally by myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with it if it's a stranger who's taking up that seat, who's going to either laugh or not laugh yep. or whatever. Obviously, I don't want them to ruin the movie by talking and other stuff. But anyway, um, and in movie theater, also I find you stay. This is said with me not going much. I, I stay in it more. You know, like yes. at home, I'll stop, I'll stop something, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll go make something, phone might ring, I'll do other stuff. In a movie, I'd just stay in it, you know, and experience experience the damn thing. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a great point. So I, I, I overall am indifferent and have no, I don't feel any guilt or I don't feel weird. I mean, I did when I was like 15, 16, the first times I ever went to a movie by myself, I was like, well, you shouldn't do that. And then I was like, well, yeah. that was fine. Yeah. Um, restaurants, I eat at restaurants by myself all the time, Yep, all the time. And I, uh, I don't mind it. I kind of enjoy the, uh, peace and quiet. There are certain types of restaurants where I will feel a little bit embarrassed, right? you know, like I wouldn't want to go to, you know, my favorite kind of nice Italian place where most people are coupled up or having a, you know, party or whatever. And it feels a little weird sometimes to be at a place like that. I think my level of discomfort and I don't eat out much at all, almost never anyway, and probably never alone, but would be like almost an exact relationship to the like price of the meal. Right. That like fast food diner or whatever, zero problem. It seems like that is where you go to eat alone. And then probably like up the scale, up the scale, up the scale. I I think my, my level of discomfort would, would increase, you know, proportionate to that. I think I also eat relatively quickly. So for like the kind of quick hit type meals, I would rather be alone a lot of the time. But of course, I mean, a, a good dinner with friends or family is, phenomenal yep. it was one of my favorite things to do on earth and so um unlike a movie where i would say that uh i, I have no embarrassment about going to a movie or eating alone i would um prefer to eat with friends and family especially <coughs> on a uh you know a nicer meal or right. whatever uh and then bars um yeah i look i i've been to bars i really don't drink by myself hardly ever uh, but I've been to bars alone, like on multiple occasions, especially where I was like, oh, well, uh, you know, I, I want to keep having drinks and my friend that I was out with doesn't want to or mm-hmm. whatever. And I go to a bar alone. And I, I think that that's ultimately not a good habit yep. at all I hear you. and would prefer that I never do that. So um, I can count on one hand probably the number of times where. I've had a really good experience because I went to a bar by myself. Like I did in Edinburgh. Uh, I was I was 
starting a big trip across uh, Europe after I took the bar exam, and I went to a, a bar, and Federer was on, and I was, you know, watching mm-hmm. the match, and this yep. other guy was like, oh, I'm a big Federer fan. I was like, yeah, me too. And then he's like, well, uh, let's have a couple drinks, and he was just this really nice guy, and then he's like, oh, I've got these friends, and then I ended up having, like, great two nights in Edinburgh with these new friends. That's awesome. But that sort of thing is, like, <laughs> a one in a hundred. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I, 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 I think going to bars alone is far more likely to create bad habits and bad situations than it is to be beneficial. Yeah. And I would go out sometimes and it, you know, if there was like a mega touch machine or I went to see a, you know, like a friend's band play. So the only person I knew was on stage, as long as there was a distraction strong enough to make it look like, or make you feel like you're not alone, that you're here to, I'm here to see the band. I'm here to watch this, you know, this, this football game or whatever, uh, as opposed to feeling like you stick out. And maybe that's a thing too. Like I assume anyone notices like, Hey, that guy over there is alone. Like, you know, like no one's paying that close, (laughs) that close attention. It's only in your head that you think like, Oh, I'm that important that people notice I'm here and look sad and alone. And right. Although movies would suggest that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you do because it always leads to the... the it's always the star of the movie, you know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> you never notice the extra who's drinking by himself in the unless, back. <laughs> unless it, it, like, they make fun of them and it right. leads to a fight or, or like that's what causes the bar fight that leads to a, you know unintentional homicide that then puts them in prison and then we have to deal with the prison issue for the rest of the movie or whatever. That feels like a, a, a trope. Yeah, and then you notice that that guy is alone in prison, that yep. he came in by himself, yeah. and then he's, he's, weird, he's so weird. Throws, uh, get out of prison. Um, all right, good, good. So, uh, TJ, yes, uh, this will be my last one, then we'll go back to the top. All right. Uh, so here's the situation. The eBay wizard Ooh. is back. Uh, this, again, is your buddy. Yep. He's a wizard. Yep. Uh, he's got all sorts of cool spells, okay. but he's also like he's he's pretty out of touch with society. Yep. He doesn't use money. He doesn't really know much about money, except he knows that money can be exchanged for goods and services. And he decides he wants to be... Uh, normally, he's doing this because he wants to be charitable, but now he's decided he needs to get some savings oh, okay. uh, to help out with his children because <laughs> okay. he's just learned about some of these tax havens where you can put put away some oh, okay. money for your children so that they can have it for education. And he says, you know, when I'm gone and my wizarding ways are gone, uh, they may need some help, so wow. I'd like to get some savings. So it doesn't run in the family. It doesn't run in the family. His no, kids are not magical. No, okay. unfortunately not. And and he wants the price him to sell, but he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to get robbed. Well, here's the thing: is he learned about eBay? Okay. And yep. when he learned about eBay, he realized he could sell like yep. uh, his ability to do some of these spells. And then they have that buy it now price, which he's interested in, and he always comes to you and asks you to mm-hmm. set the price. He doesn't want it to be too low, so it sells immediately, and it's very important to him that it's not too high because mm-hmm. otherwise he's not going to need savings for his children. But that. <laughs> That's, how, that's generally what you know how it goes. I'd like us to be. I'd like us to be close on one of these because I've been off. We've been off from each other to the hundred to the oh, hundred times. You just amount. never know. <laughs> you just never know. Um, okay, so the first one. Yep. And we've already talked about savings. Now I'm gonna sneak alone in. Here. Okay. The first Very one nice. he says, uh, I, "I got this spell. I call it the bubble. Uh, you can snap your fingers, and one time you get ten minutes of total alone time." It's perfect temperature, perfect ambiance. It feels a little bit like when you're underwater um, and you have that moment where it just all feels like a little weightlessness and kind of perfect down in there. It's very okay. comfortable, he says. People should like it. Um, nothing's going to bother you. And then uh, at the end of that 10 minutes or whenever you snap your fingers, you just pop right back to where you were at that moment in your life. Uh, how much 
how much should we price that for? Wow, a one shot bubble. So here's my my first thought was like, oh, this is not this is like this is like a good gift. This is like a hundred dollar gift. Okay, but I guess if if like let's say you're in grave danger and you could just like use this and and have ten minutes to, to not think. be in yeah to think because yeah. you are going to go right back to where that is. Or if it's danger that would be moving of like, oh man, I, I'm going to get hit by this car. Ten minutes later, that car wouldn't 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 be there anymore. No, no, it right? is. Oh, you, it is. You're gonna okay. pop right. Uh, okay. You're gonna pop right back. So, uh, all you get is you get like a free uh, mental space for mm-hmm. ten minutes uh, to pop away. So either you could, you know, a simple one would be to just de-stress. Uh, yep. An elaborate one would be you're on final jeopardy and you'd like ten minutes mm-hmm. instead of fifteen seconds to think it through. I'm just gonna go one hundred. I'm gonna stick with one hundred dollars. I see. I had it at twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. because I thought that there would be times like you're on. I don't know, like a military general could want it, right? Just mm-hmm. where where stuff is happening so fast, it wouldn't it be nice to have ten minutes to really think something through? Yeah, uh, maybe. I'm like sure it would sell. I'm sure it would athlete. sell immediately at twelve hundred. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sure it would. You know, you think? Oh, it would sell instantly at twelve hundred. Okay, yeah. but you're gonna put it at a hundred. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm making like, it affordable. He said, but hold on. I want to. I know it's for your kids, but it's you know. For my kids. So, yeah. All right. Uh, next one is he's like, I got this thing. It's called the truth pick. It's a toothpick. I call it the truth pick. <laughs> and the thing is, what you do is he's like, the old version, you had to somehow trick somebody else to put the toothpick in their, in their mouth. And then they would tell the truth for as long as the toothpick uh, okay. was in their mouth. That was yeah, difficult. Led to a lot of di- problems. So now my new version of the truth pick is it's it's got five minutes total, but you, when it's in your mouth, anyone you talk to and ask a Ooh. question has to answer truthfully. So you got five minutes of total value out of the truth pick before like the uh, uh, the kind of flavor crystals of the magic crystals go away from it. Yep. But he also says, I will say that once you open it, you got to use it probably within about a two to three day period. Wow. So okay. you don't have to use it all at once, but it, it will run out of its juice after... Uh, at once it's opened, uh, two and a half million dollars. Woo! Yeah, boy. Yeah. What is this going to get used? What are the big time it's, guaranteed truth situations? Um, like a trial, um, a longstanding, a longstanding mystery, something equivalent to a Kennedy assassination action. Yeah. I think you know if the government doesn't gobble this up, then someone will. Yeah. How about this? Like. And and again, we like to not assume the most insanely rich person yes. in the world. But I do think a a very wealthy person would be convinced that their like spouse is cheating on them, or right. you know, or something like that. So I think I I think there's enough enough of something like that to yeah. go on, or some hugely high paid attorney who's like, I'm going to get this guy on this on the stand. Yeah. I'm going to crack him, and and that's going to be I'll. $200 million judgment. Yes. So this would be a wise investment at two and a half mil. I, we thought similarly. Okay. I had it at $5 million. Okay. I think it's pretty, it's pretty similar, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, the one that came to my mind is you are doing a deal where you're buying a company for like $350 million. Sure. And you pop in the truth pick and say, what's the most you're willing to pay? <laughs> right. There's a pretty good chance they're like 380. <laughs> right. And you just made 30 million right, for your $5 million yep. truth pick. Woo boy. That's a I'll nice investment. What, that truth pick is pretty, that's pretty good. And then he's, uh, his last one for today, you know, he likes to, sure. he doesn't like to burden you with too many of these, but yep. he, he says you do a great job of really getting him money. Um, and he's used it for his wizard charity and now for his children. 
Uh, for a total of two minutes, you get to be the best in the world at the sport of your choice. You are not allowed to enter into any official or unofficial mm-hmm. competition. Wow. Uh, personal. Mm. I'm going to price it at... No, I'm going to price it to sell at $250,000. Okay. I added 100000 So. Okay. What uh what do you see as some opportunities for this? I I don't know if there are I don't necessarily see the opportunities other than you know like and I hate that things come down to like an, an incredible YouTube video, you know, or or something like that, yeah. but like if someone just is like, "Oh, this person is the finest like dunk master ever or can right. hit, you know, like can out home run derby" Uh, Vlad Vlad Guerrero Jr. right now, or or right. what have you, like, or this is the best, you know. It's not my not my thing, but like, this is the best race car driver in the world. He just did, you know, more laps in two minutes than than right. anyone ever. Then I just think someone would totally get off on that and be willing to pay a ton of dough for I it. I think that's right. I, to, to me, it's it's similar to these like fantasy camps, uh-huh. right, where you get to go play tennis or baseball and like spring training, and you know, there would just be. There, there's an aspect of it that's that, and then there's just the same as kind of, I'd like to be an eagle for a little while. Right. But people, you know, especially like rich people with stuff to burn, who have who have been like playing golf their whole life. Right. And now they get to drive at 3.30, like, and then hit a beautiful iron shot yeah. and, and drain the putt, even though that, that they might even be able to do that in two minutes, but just to feel it. And especially if you were like, it's a little bit of a touch of a, pot, a potential fountain of youth too. If you're like old yes. and infirmed, you're banged up, you got horrible arthritis, but for two minutes you could like r- run run a hundred meter dash faster than yeah. than the fastest man in the world or whatever. Right, you go like, out, you drop a you drop a minute thirty eight on right. the eight hundred meters, and you're like, you know, for somebody that was like a great runner as a child, and then you know went went into uh, business and made millions, yeah. but but uh, has been in a wheelchair for a while. You know, like yeah, there there could be circumstances. Yeah, to, okay, it'd be a little little glimpse of the fountain of youth. Oh, he says thank you so much. His kids Absolutely. are now in pretty good shape. I, I mean, think he'll be all right. He sold two and a half million dollars. How many the, kids does uh, he have? Truth pick. Uh, he's thirty. Look, I mean, he's got he's a <laughs> wizard, but he's not a he's, he's not Sean. Kemp. He's not a yeah. He's not, <laughs> I'm a, no. I'm a wizard, he has, man. He had three children. He had three I'm children. a wizard, not a sonic. His, his wife wanted to keep trying till they uh, had a magical <laughs> okay. baby, but uh, three. they decided three was enough. All right, Rush. I have one last one for you, and I'm going to add this stipulation. Okay. Just, just uh, for, uh, not only for the sake of time, but I think it's more of a conversation starter. Um, you can answer these, but you're not allowed to give any explanation. Okay. Except for just your answer. Cool. So we're back to the top. Here's the situation, Rush. I'm going to name some pairs or groups, and I'd like you to tell me who'd do the best if they had to go it alone. Yes. Cool. Got it. Um, so clearly, like, there's a there's a pair like Simon and Garfunkel in the past. Simon had a much easier time yeah, having better. to go it alone. Yep. But these will not necessarily be all people. These are just groups or or pairs or whatever. Okay. Um, the eight colors in the basic Crayola crayon box if they had to go it alone. Blue. All right. The Jackson 5, but not Michael. Jermaine. Bert or Ernie? Ernie. The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, greed. Mime team of Shields or Yarnell? 
Wait, who are Shields and Yarnell? Mime, mime team. Oh, they're a mime team. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. From of the course. 70s. Shields, Shields and Yarnell. I like Yarnell's chances. I hear you. Um, the characters from Night Court. Uh, I think Marky Post's character is going to do all right out there okay. on her own. All alone. The uh, elements of a basic salad bar. Oh, my God. What a what a brutal. Yeah, had to go it alone. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to say, like, whew, uh, that is difficult. If there's an avocado in there, okay. that's, that's, that's it. And lastly, the numbers between 21 and 40. Hmm, I like that. 21. 21. Yeah. Okay, great. That was here's the situation. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Discuss among your, amongst yourselves now, guys. Uh, yeah. We thank Nate DeFort for doing our producing. Julie Nichols did the music. Emily Cardamus did the artwork. If you would like to uh, get in touch with us, you can do so at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. Anything I'm forgetting, Ross? Yeah, wrath would be greed. Okay. I'm sorry. Wrath is wrath wins. <laughs> it's going to be enough. the best on the show. So we'll, we'll leave this on wrath. Talk to you next time. <laughs>